one. Episode 323 of Age of the Show. We've been traveling around the world. Now we're getting a guy from Italy, Michelle Graglia. Did I say your name right? Ah, Michele, almost. Michele! <laughs> well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks for coming <laughs> on the show. And Amir Lasmar, uh, thanks. First of all, we want to uh, say uh, um, congrats on your award-breaking um, endurance run. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to um, tell us a bit about uh, what made you make that decision? Like, yeah, I'm going to try to beat the world record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, uh, I gotta tell you, it's been a, a pretty long journey uh, to get to this point. I, I was born and raised in Italy. Um, and when I was about 24 years old, <coughs> we were talking about 2007, I decided to leave my country and move to the States. Uh, at the time I was working in the family business in the floral industry. And uh, first week I landed in Miami. Um, I got, by chance, I got scouted by a renowned modeling agent and basically took on that career that in a very short period of time brought me to travel the world. He, you know, introduced me to the whole, you know, partying lifestyle and the whole fancy photo shoots and, you know, that good life that we all kind of aspire to live, you know? Right. And uh, for a while, <laughs> I got to tell you, you know, it was pretty awesome. It was good. You know? Was it good? 24, oh yeah, it was really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 24, 25 years old, you know, everything is given, everything is handed. You're rolling with the socialites and celebrities and, you know, making good money and living it up in the beach and traveling to Milan, London, New York, all of that. You know, it's, it was good. <laughs> good. Um, it was good until it wasn't. Uh, you know, it's, it's always like that. I, right. I just came to a point where, you know, I'm just really summon the whole thing up but uh you know it just came a point where i just uh i just couldn't find purpose in what i was doing i i started feeling absolutely disconnected from the outside world it, you know it was like we were living in a golden bubble but it was still a bubble and um so it came a, a real moment of crisis perhaps the most critical time in my life where i just fell in a deep dissatisfaction personal dissatisfaction in terms of you know, I didn't like what I was doing, didn't like who I was becoming in the process and um, everything was crumbling down. It was almost like a paradox, you know, that I was pretty much at the top of my career and personally I was, fell in, I fell at the bottom and, uh, you know, change is always difficult. We all know that, but it's absolutely necessary um, to make it through the uncomfortable moments to be able to transform in a way to transform yourself and reinvent yourself and in a way, make it out of that pit. So I had to find a way to climb out of that situation and not let, you know, not let despair or depression eat me alive. Because, oh, wow. you know, that's that's some sort of, I think that's something that pretty much we can all relate to. You know, we all go through moments in life where we doubt ourselves and what do we do, who we are, like all of these things. And, um, you know, out of this moment of crisis, a light came at the end of the tunnel, thanks to a book. Um, it was Dean Karnazes Ultra Marathon Man, which pretty much opened up my eyes to a whole new world that I didn't know existed. I, I knew marathons. Like how most old were you? Sorry, how old were you? I'm um, 27 years old. So we're talking about it was the end of 2010, so just about just over 10 years ago. And um, I don't know why I wasn't a runner. I, you know, I certainly wasn't looking for that but 
when I read that book, it was like I deeply connected to what it was saying. I deeply connected to to how we felt. Um, you know, we came from completely different uh, paths. You know, he was a successful businessman. I was in high fashion. But around that same time in our lives, we kind of came to the same conclusion. You know, we had reached that material success, that so-called, you know, good life and success. But despite that, we weren't happy. We were deeply dissatisfied. And, and he showed me that thanks to running, ultra running, he was able to reinvent himself and live a purpose of, purposeful life in search of, you know, finding his own potential and exploring inner and outer worlds. And that to me, like that spoke directly to me. Um, and from that point on, I was committed to give it a try and see what it was all about. Fast forward 10 years later, we're here talking guys. That's legendary. All right. <laughs> from that, <laughs> all right. Cause um, I wanna know, so you think that if you didn't reach the, um, the level of success and wealth, or maybe that you did, uh, you would you have not tried running was it just like you reached your goals and then you had well, to find a greater pursuit right or how, how i think i think that i don't know if it's necessarily complemental i don't know if it's one the cause of the other but it was definitely the pivotal moment you know um you know i lived my whole life i think like all of us raised in a certain way or at least like you know that's the societal trend is to you know, you got a good career, you make money, you know, you got nice things and, and that should be good enough. Right. But, and, 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 and I would say, you know, if you don't, if you never reach that, you know, it's always like saying mining doesn't make happiness. Yeah. You say, cause you got right. money that you can say it doesn't make happiness, but you know, for a lot of people that struggle, money could be a source of happiness. So it's always like, in a way, it was the opportunity for me to explore that, that specific uh, thought line of thought or mindset that we all pursue is not the is not the answer to a life well a life well lived or a life that is worth living because um, again you know we always strive to you know to have a big fat bank account and nice right. cars and nice clothes and showing off and you know it's all about the status quo and you know what we show in society but um, you know once you reach it once you have it you realize that that's all BS. It's it's empty. It's empty. Um, it doesn't give you any fulfillment, any true fulfillment. It doesn't. It doesn't have any purpose behind it, just because it's it's all external. And and the 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 main goal, to me, became well, not the main goal, but the the highest understanding was was to get to the point where I realized that the only worthwhile pursuit is the pursuit of bettering ourselves every single day having a, a, like it it's almost like a self-propelling uh motivation that keeps on spiraling up the more you pursue it so it's uh it's it's absolutely fascinating and i gotta tell you i i, I think it's the greatest privilege of my life to be able to to live the you know this lifestyle and and chase my dreams so what was the first thing you did when you realized this? So I can't imagine you jumped immediately into pursuing like world records. So must have started off as a hobby, no? So, um, uh, you know, I am pretty, some, like a lot of people call me crazy. Um, kind of used to that. 
but I like to jump in head first um, just because I want to know exactly what it is right right away. So, you know, I went from not being a runner, um, being a party guy and living that whole completely different lifestyle to deciding to run an ultra marathon. And um, I, I remind you, I read that book in the Christmas time of 2010. So I laced out my shoes, my running shoes at the beginning of 2011. And I started running laps in Central Park. Um, five months later, mid on May 13th, 2011, I told the line to my very first race, which happened to be a hundred miler. So I wanted to see what this concept was. You know, I was, I loved running, but running is just a means. I was fascinated by this concept of ultra. Ultra means beyond. So it's literally, it literally is beyond running. It's a, it's a different discipline. You know, you can say marathoners, you know, uh, you can kind of relate to that, but once you double, triple, quadruple or more the marathon distance, it does, it's no longer a physical feat. It becomes something a lot deeper. It becomes mental and eventually you're going to break down your mental as well. And that's when you start carving within there's higher power that we can call the heart, the spirit, the soul, whatever you want to call it. So I was very much fascinated about that concept of understanding what lies beyond that limit. Because most often, you know, the limitations are the ones that we set for ourselves. So being able to put yourself in a position to discover for yourself how far you can actually go, to me was mind blowing. To me was 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 absolutely fascinating and captivating. And I was willing to give it my all to try it. Si uh, signed up for that race, stole the line, um, 84 miles into the race, passed out cold, got brought out with, on an ambulance. And uh, my family from Italy was there to crew for me. My now wife was there crewing for me. They were all crying, begging me to stop. And that's how it all started, guys. <laughs> oh, wow. And during that uh, race, was there, um, was there for you any reason you could have possibly stopped? Like when you said, I'm ready to go. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, go? it was it was absolutely right. like a, it was absolutely a death march. I mean, right. I, I went there, you know, I trained for five months, which is reckless. I ramped out the mileage recklessly. I started running, you know, 50, 60, 80, 100, 120, 140 plus miles a week in a matter of five months, which is really, really tight. Yeah. I showed I showed up with short shorts, a handheld bottle, and I'm like, let's roll, you know, let's rock. And, uh, you know, I just ran. I literally ran until I could no longer run and I just passed out. Um, you know, the one thing that, you know, despite the initial failure, the one thing that gave me hope is the fact that when I passed out, I was actually in the lead. And so that, in a way, gave me the 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 understanding that if I did more work in terms of like widening my knowledge in terms of nutrition, hydration, all the little parts that go, you know, in the recipe, then I could have been good at it. And, you know, and so I did, I um, took my time to recover because that race literally crippled me. Um, got back on my feet six months later, I won, my, I won the following race, a 50 miler, then won the third race, then won the fourth race. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm on a good path and maybe I'll- Let's go. Maybe I can do something good about, you know, with this. So, yeah. That's amazing. And to be honest, I've, I've only passed out once while training in my life. And it was very, like, um, it was very tough on you because 
when you pass out, you're in a weird point where you kind of have that inner strength that you're talking about because you are pushing yourself beyond your limit, but then your body actually fails. <laughs> and it's a weird right. point to be in because you're like, oh, what happens now? Like, it's better. It's, it's a process. It's a constant process. You know, there's, there's going to be, it's, I got to tell you, the start is always the hardest point because you also attach to, to certain limitations. So I don't want to say it's, uh, it's meant, I mean, it's, it's a mental game that you're basically playing while developing your body. So your body slowly, slowly is going to toughen up and get more resilient, but you know, there's going to be a point even in the fittest athlete on the planet, there's going to be a breaking point in any race. It happens in any challenge, in any endeavor worth while pushing your body pushing yourself it's gonna happen you're gonna you're gonna break down and that's when you go ultra that's when you go beyond the physical that's when you start tapping into something greater and um and you know i call ultra running a spiritual practice because it truly it, it truly allows you to transcend um the physical it allows you to to even transcend the mental and it allows you to tap into the deeper inner self and that's when you start realizing that with the right strategy you are infinite at any level and you know if you can manage your energy resources in terms of sleep and nutrition and like energy levels you can ideally go forever um you know i in october i ran i ran the moab 240 240 miles which is almost 400 kilometers through the high deserts of Utah with deep canyons, high mountains, sands and rocks and everything in between. And I ran for 60 hours straight, nonstop. Not you know, <laughs> when you say nonstop, you mean like, like no sleep or? No sleep. Wow. So that's yeah. what I'm saying, you know, and, and if you told me 10 years ago that I was going to run a marathon, I would have said, forget it. <laughs> but here we are now, you know, just yeah. finding out that we are all capable of extraordinary things. All you have to do is decide to do it. You have to yeah. commit to do it. And know there's going to be uncomfortable moments. Know there's going to be pain. Know there's going to be there's going to be struggle. But you know, it's. I think that life begins when comfort ends, if it mm. makes sense. You truly begin to feel alive. To feel alive, you tr you truly begin to live fully, and you experience self at the utmost. And that's that's that. I'm talking about magical moments that we would never experience in in comfort and in security. Just because you have to put yourself out there and see what you're what you're made of. There's a Very quote powerful. by Carl Jung that I like. He says, "You are what you do, not what you say you do." And you know, over here, you know, you speak about it and you say it's magical, but really what you're doing is also magical for everyone else to witness as well. So it's only fair that you experience the magic of it. Um, uh, that's absolutely um, right. My question to you is, do you think about how far in the future do you think? Like five, 10 years, 15 years? Well, you know, the, 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 I would say that the, the search, the vision now, um, has definitely changed from when I started, you know, because of course, mm -hmm. 
you know, we grow, we evolve, we learn. And so the motivation needs to change as well. You know, you cannot get stuck to what motivated you five years ago, because it's not just not going to work. Um, and to me, the only way I can find a constant flow of energy to keep pursuing what I do is to keep pushing the boundaries, to keep, uh, you know, pushing the envelope and see how far we can actually go. You know, I was born and raised in Italy very much from, uh, you know, with a strong influence from the Greek mythology. And, you know, we all know the story of Pheidippides, the poor Greek guy that ran from here to there. He said we won, then he died because he ran the marathon. And so that was kind of set as the limit. And just like that, you know, we, in, we tend to um, accept the reality that we are presented with. We accept, we tend to accept the limitations that we are presented with and we don't challenge them. We don't even like, we say, okay, that's nobody's ever done it. So that means it's not possible. But it's only until you actually try to go past the limit that you find out that you can burst through those walls and find out that there's a whole world behind it. And so to me, to answer your question is, I don't know. I don't know how far mm -hmm. I can go. And that's what, wakes, that's what allows me to wake up every morning to work on myself in a purposeful way, knowing that every morning when I wake up before dawn, I get up with one goal in mind, and that's raising my limits, pushing my boundaries, develop myself, grow, learn, explore, to find out how far I can actually go. So as of right now, I mean, I ran 400, 400K nonstop. I ran um, 12, almost 1,200 miles, which we're talking about almost 2,000 kilometers through the Gobi Desert in less than three weeks last year. Um, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very much like it's an open game. Mm -hmm. It's an open game. And that transcends to me, that transcends the physicality of this, you know, the, the actual sport, the discipline of running because running at that point just becomes a mean. It's not the tool. You know, you can achieve these, these levels of higher understanding with so many practices. You know, I studied, I'm a yoga instructor. I studied yoga in Rishikesh in India, in an ashram for, couple, for several months. And, you know, the, 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 the teachings of the Vedic culture through the yogis that are, you know, five, 10,000 years old are very much similar to what I'm talking about. So here we are as ultra runners kind of redefining our, our, you know, our understanding of human potential through personal exploration. And I think, you know, more than a runner, I consider myself an explorer, an adventurer, <laughs> if mm. it makes sense. I mean, you're literally exploring all these places when you're running through them. <laughs> right, that too. <laughs> yeah. It becomes, you know, it becomes a very much like an inner and outer exploration. Um, you know, if you want to talk it from a, from an adventurous standpoint, you know, um, we're in a time where all the lands have been explored, all the seas have been crossed, all the mountains have been tagged. I think the true adventure, the, the, the true, the only true exploration left is the the exploration of ourselves, digging in the depth of, of, of our own spirituality in a way to find out, to create a connection, find out who we truly are and expand that outward. Um, one thing that I learned is that the more you connect within, the more you're connected outward. And I think that's a lesson that probably the, the world needs at this moment. 
finding out that we are connected and we're all the same. Doesn't matter where we're from. And do you find that this exploration of the self, is it sometimes lonely? Because I feel like when you do have to uh, really explore yourself, you might have to cut off too many branches and burn off too many old logs. So, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it is, it is a lonely journey. It is a lonely journey in a way for the fact that you have to disconnect. To connect, you have to disconnect, if it makes sense. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, you have to disconnect from, from, the, from the noise of, of society because it's, it's, it's ugly to say, but the mass vibrates at a very low frequency. The mass uh, has a very low uh, awareness and consciousness. And I'm not saying, you know, some are better than the others. It's just uh, the opportunities of the way you are, you know, you put yourself into that allow you to explore your realm. I, and by that, I mean, you know, it, it requires a great level of commitment to cut off from friendships and, and partying and all of the fun stuff that we call fun. But to me, you know, the more I explore this world, the less I need that old world. You know, mm -hmm. so it's almost like, yeah, you, you disconnect from and you lose some friendships along the way. But what's the what at what price? I think there's much more reward in exploring yourself and who you are rather than entertaining meaningless BS with people that most likely you don't care about. So uh, let's talk real, guys. I mean, we only have one journey on this on this planet. Let's make it worthwhile, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of the times, uh, if you're not careful, at least from my personal experience, if I'm not careful, uh, it feels like I'm in a, it's like when, when I listen to other people, it feels like a loop. It's a voice recorder stuck on loop. And you can tell that's also what they think on the inside too. And it's just coming on the outside. And if you, if you perceive it in this way, you get to see some insight on how it starts to affect you if you're not careful. Yep. And so when you disconnect, you get to kind of rebalance that inner world in you and, and kind of uh, remove the loop of the voice recorder and just start to nurture it. I think it's a societal trend. The societal trend is focused on, uh, on meaningless entertainment. It doesn't allow you to explore your true, uh, your true inner world. And, uh, and that's because it's dangerous from a from a from a you know if you look at from a societal standpoint the free thinkers have always been hunted down the free thinkers free thinkers have always been chased and you know shut down because you are if you truly explore yourself your inner world you don't need all the stuff that we put up in society uh, you don't chase the the trend. You don't chase this. You don't chase that. And so you you started becoming a problem because states, governments, all of these things they want to comply everything at the same level to conform everything, while free thinking allows you to create critical thinking and understand that pretty much all the stuff that we do is against our the essence of our own of our humanity we are living in a state that and not in a state in a sense of country in a state in a global state of constant chase 
towards productivity, towards economical growth. But have we ever stopped for a second to think if economical growth is actually growth? Like what we're doing to our planet, what we're doing to ourselves. And I'm talking about environmental issues. I'm talking about racism. I'm talking about all of these things that are absolutely actual in this moment. You know, they all have a spiritual uh, solution. So mm -hmm. there is no way, you know, the government or a state or a country or a you know, society will tell you develop yourself in a way because you're drifting away from what is the trend right now. So that it, it requires courage, it requires commitment to take a step back and venturing that journey for yourself. You know, a lot of times you might sound crazy, but the truth is always is always behind all of that, the curtain of noise that is put in front of our faces. And for the majority of people, you know, it's it's always gonna be the end of the of the road. You know, you just hit that and that's, you know, you wake up and you just follow your thing, you get you go to work, you make the money, and that's you know, that's the end of it. But if you know, there's a great quote by Thoreau that you know Thoreau is one of my favorite um philosophers and writers of all time. And you know, there's a great phrase that always resonates with me is uh, most men live a life live a life of quiet desperation so you you live you live in your comfortable lifestyle you live in your false sense of securities but deep inside you feel miserable because you know there is something greater out there so there must be a conscious choice of breaking those through those barriers breaking those chains to find freedom ultimate freedom and again it's you're not going to be able to cut off completely from the world because that's absurd but you can let's say pave the way for yourself carve your own trail and live a life that is worth living at, at your own you know depending on what your calling is at your own right. uh, let's say your own way and so that to me is absolutely fascinating Completely agree. Uh, I was having a conversation with a friend not too long ago, and they really wanted to do this activity. And they were telling me they're really anxious about doing it. Right? They wanted to go on some kind of trip, and they're really anxious about doing it. <laughs> and to me, it's like, well, you could go, and maybe you'll be miserable at point B. But right now, you're miserable anyway. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so, so might as well. <laughs> might as well. You're not missing out on any misery there. Uh, yeah so totally the, the process of personal exploration just gets you to the point where you realize everything needs to change <laughs> that's Absolutely. it there's nothing that needs to be the way it is now well i you know just taking a step back to what you were saying i think everything needs to start from reconnecting within mm -hmm. you know we are absolutely disconnected from ourselves because everything is is outward the search the Material search and material success is outside of us. The status quo is outside of us. All the influences that we get are outside of us. The social media influences are outside of us. You're constantly dealing with stuff that is outside of you and that automatically pushes everything on the wrong direction. You are focused that way. while the focus should be this way. The, the, the problems the the you know the issues in our lives the the bad moments they're all just like clouds in the sky 
they're there, they come, they go. We're going to have good times, we're going to have bad times. But if you have a solid base within yourself, you're conscious and you're balanced and you're, you know, you are connected within, what happens outside doesn't matter because you have a solid base where you can stand from, doesn't matter the storm outside. So the idea here that I want to share is the fact that I'm not, I'm not definitely not inviting anyone to run ultra marathons. Otherwise, I'll, there's a million and one ways that you can find that sense of connection, yoga, any activity, Pilates, any, any activities that you are fully involved. You know, when we talk about you're in the zone, when you're in the zone, nothing more than being completely present. You, you are closing down all the stuff outside. There's no voice. There's no thought. There's no, there's no other people saying this, other, other people's opinions. There's no phone calls. There's no emails. There's no tweets. There's nothing. It's just you enjoying what you're doing. That creates connection. The more you explore that, the more you get in tune with yourself. The more the inward exploration begins. And the more you get in tune with yourself, it's almost like meditation, really. The more you feel content, you feel, you feel, you open up to a more kind, to a more loving version of yourself even. And that's when the magic happens because at that point you open up again to a better version of yourself and you can contribute at a highest level because once you come from a place of purity and love, you can always better, you can only better the lives of those around you. And so, you know, if we all did that, we'd probably live in a much better world. So um, you found ultra marathon running in a book, you said, yeah. right? It just yeah. came to you. So for most people out there who are trying to find their calling, for you, you were able to start this change and break out because of this calling. Um, how are people supposed to find it? You were breaking up a little bit. I'm sorry, I couldn't understand the question. Yeah, how are people supposed to how are people supposed to find their calling? Like it came to you. Well, I I would definitely invite you to read my book, <laughs> <laughs> Ultra, which just launched. Um, there are definitely, you know, the stories are very much, of course, about um, you know, modeling back in the days, but and told through uh running adventures and experiences. But the book is not about running, the book is about the life lessons that can absolutely transcend the discipline and it can be applied to any endeavor in life, whether it's career, business, relationship, uh, sport, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, there are the, the, the basic idea is to kind of reconnect to the truth of our exist existence and not get caught up in what we think we should do. Um, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, I know it's what you about, mean. Yeah. I feel like um, human beings are not evolved to be what we are right now, which is these productivity machines. We're getting an office and just coding or just working and stuff. And then yeah. 80 hours of work week and going, you know, people partying or wasting their money or drugs or stuff on the weekend. And it's not healthy. That's not where we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be trying to That's pursue our own passion. You know, yeah. if you have, you have a society that is, that is basically counting down the days during the week to, and they cannot wait to get to Friday so they can celebrate two days out of the week and then get back in a cage for five days. You know, I think the time, you know, the times have changed. 
And I'm not saying again that what's been done in the past was right or was wrong. I'm just saying that, and I am agreeing with you, Ali. Yeah. Uh, I think the time have changed and the understanding of what we need to do in this world and our contribution can be much greater than just clocking in. For a lot of people, exactly. They, it's really hard to break out of that wave to begin with. They're stuck in that loop. And you say that you need to, the answer is within and you need to start exploring from within. Yeah. But that is like, if a lot of people, if they look within, they're just going to see something that's ugly or something they don't want to see. So they just try to avoid, separate themselves from it. Am I mistaken? Well, you know, we all, we all have to confront our demons. Right. We all have to confront our demons at one point in our lives. And the sooner you do it, the better. And, you know, what I'm trying to say with this is, yeah, I agree with you. You know, the times have changed. What worked in the past, or at least what was, you know, what happened in the past hmm. um, is no longer applying to us for the fact that we understand the flaws of that um, pattern. Uh, we understanding that we are not just machines, that we're not pieces of a, of a mechanism. We are human beings. We are, we are, you know, amazing, powerful, uh, you know, energies. And, and, and all of us, all of us are capable to contribute at a highest level if we're given the opportunity. You know, a lot, of course, we are all the product of our environment. So a lot of time, you know, we have cultural, we have religious, we have uh, families, we have personal, um, in a way, boxes that we're put into. And, and we just take those as, you know, as absolute truths without giving the opportunity to actually explore what could be right or could, what could be wrong in any of those. Um, so what I'm trying to get to is the fact that, you know, when we grow up, we all want to be something extraordinary. The first days of school, right. when the teacher asks you when you want to be, when you grow up, we all say, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be this. I want to be that. And then we all kind of take the easy way out and we've carved, uh, you know, a path that gives us the last amount of struggle and the last amount of effort with the most amount of com comfort and security. But the more we dive towards that, the, the more we deny ourselves, the more we narrow our possibilities of a life well lived. Because again, ultimately we all have bigger dreams and they all die along the way because we are constantly bombarded by other people's opinions. And that's again, that, that brings me back to the idea that you need to cultivate yourself and what you truly want, who you truly are, because who, whatever is said outside shouldn't matter. What you want, it's what you want, not what your parents not want, not what, you're, what your, 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 your country wants, not what your people wants, not what your culture wants, you know what I mean? You are a, a unique energy that comes to this to planet, in my opinion, and it requires an outstanding, of course, it requires an outstanding amount of uh, courage, dedication and commitment to make those dreams come true. But what I want to share here with you guys today is that not only it is absolutely necessary, but it is possible. If 10 years ago, you were going to tell me that I was going to be to, I was going to able to actualize myself and become a professional ultra runner, I would have never believed it. 
but for whatever reason, I did believe in myself. And nowadays I feel absolutely fortunate, privileged and honored to say that I am, that I achieved what I set out to do. And now I do live a life of exploration, full of gratitude and love for, for what I do. Mm -hmm. And how did that change from your, your modeling background? Cause you said, I mean, you were still, I'm assuming, um, like fed and exercising and living. Could you have been more meditative while pursuing that modeling lifestyle or do they not go together? I mean, you can absolutely do it. It mm -hmm. just wasn't for me. Right. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not talking bad about that world. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I just said that, you know, it just didn't reflect my values and I just couldn't find contentment and fulfillment in, in that type of environment. So in a way, I, I was absolutely fit. I was absolutely taking care of myself. I was definitely, you know, healthy somewhat beside the drinking, you know, <laughs> all the stuff that came with it. But, uh, um, you know, um, it just came a moment where I realized that that was a dream. That was a, a, a dream life, but it wasn't my dream. So that's a, that was as simple as that. I was, you know, I lived it up. I explored it long and wide, but I just realized that there wasn't going to be any, any growth in that world for me. And so that's when I fell into the crisis and that's where eventually led me to discover ultra running and pursue this whole different path. So if you had one piece of advice or like, I don't think uh, advice is the right word, but if you had something that you would recommend people to do, like a habit or uh, just an exercise, maybe it's yoga, maybe it's meditation. What do you think is the most essential one in your opinion? the things that you do on a daily basis? I would say, I would say to, to um, meditate, to explore meditation. Um, it's, it's absolutely, a, a, it's one of the most difficult practices you can entertain. Um, you know, a lot of people can tell you, oh, I'll try meditating, it's not for me. Of course, you know, you've done it once, twice or three times. Of course, it's not for you. Just like if I tell you you've been a couch potato and I take you out running two, three, four times, you're going to tell me running is not for me. But if you do it over time, practice it, practice it, practice it, practice. Doesn't make perfect, but allows you to explore what it is about. Um, I started meditating in 2013. I started exploring at the highest level in 2014. And since then has been a constant process, a constant work, ex constant exploration of that. Um, but even at, at, at pretty much at any level of it, I'm not saying that you're going to float and you're going to levitate. You're not going to, you're not going <laughs> to become, you're not going to become Buddha. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to discover Nirvana. You're not going to do any of any of that. But what it will allow you to do is to for a minute, or for 10 minutes or for 15 minutes, whatever time you have, it allows you to just, all you have to do is not do anything, which is the hardest thing you can do. All you have to do is close your eyes. You can sit in a comfortable position, a difficult position, whatever you want. And all you gotta do is control the breath, feel the breath going in, feel the breath going out. The simple gesture allows you to feel yourself already. You're already feeling yourself. You feel the breath, you feel the nostril opening up, you feel the, 
air flowing, filling up your lungs, you feel the heart, you feel your, your body, you feel yourself. The more you do that in and out, you begin to feel in this fluctuation, right? Almost like a wave. You're feeling the up, you're feeling the down, you're feeling empty, you're feeling full. All of these things are eventually is going to bring you to understand the fluctuations of the mind as well. And you're not going to be able to stop the thoughts because thoughts are always going to be there. The mind is a trickster. Yeah. We often emphasize the mindset and the strength of the mind and all of that. But again, I think there's a much higher energy behind it. There's a much higher grade of, you know, of understanding that is beyond the physical, is beyond the mind. And, and it taps into, into something much greater. And, uh, but that simple workout of processing your thoughts and understanding that they are not who you are. Because oftentimes we tend to uh, identify ourselves, we tend to identify ourselves with our thoughts while we are not those. It's almost like saying you are the sky and you identify with the clouds. No, the clouds are just hovering well below. They're just fogging your view of what's truly above. So it's almost like rising above the, the clouds, rising above the noise to be able to tap into the infinite self. And the more you culture that, the more you realize that we're capable, all of us, of, of extraordinary, extraordinary things. So when you do that, you not only explore a new realm for yourself, but you also allow to, you allow yourself to empower others to do the same. And it's, as I said before, it's almost like a self-propelling energy that keeps right. rising and rising. You might lose a lot of friends and connections along the ah. way because of people <laughs> that are- I leaving. don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta tell you, it also narrows down those like-minded people and it makes a much more meaningful uh, connections and networks. So less friends, more valuable though. True. Uh, I would say I've been med meditating since 2015. So oh, about nice. six, since six years ago. Well, I would say I only understood it about two years ago at best. <laughs> like it, it took a very long time to be able to listen, I think. And the listening itself is the transformation. There's, it, it does all the work for you uh, to just be able to listen whether it's to your thoughts or to your body or whatever it is that you can be aware of when you just listen, it does a transformation right. on its own. That's absolutely right. It takes time. It takes time. It takes practice. It's not an easy journey, but again, it's, it's absolutely necessary. I think for everyone mm -hmm. to explore that in a way or another, you know, you know yeah. I think just in order to become a more complete human being, you're not complete without it. If you don't, try to do something meditative or something more passionate well, beyond it's, yourself. It's, yeah. it's almost like, you know, you're sacrificing something, you know, it's almost like a person that only takes care of the body. It's almost like a person that only takes care of their intellect. It's almost right. a person that only does one thing. If you want to be a full evolved human being, you have to explore all those realms. And those, just like yoga says, yoga means union, union of the body, the mind, and the soul. So the, the whole idea, just wow. like the martial arts, they're all just means, but the, the, the theory is something that goes along the same way, mm -hmm. whether it's yoga, martial arts, ultra running, all of this practice that 
allow you to tune in your physical, transcend the mental, and tap into the spiritual. Yeah, like judo is based on Zen, for example, right? And it's all about That's exactly right. Yeah, and it's all about just oh wow, this is what life is throwing yeah. at you. How are you going to deal with it? But they're literally throwing <laughs> a human body at you, and how are you? Gonna deal with it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, but that you know that's the right. same the, the, that's the same teachings you know i i do speak of zen in the book actually um and and that's pretty fascinating for the fact that yeah as you say you know once you are once you are um let's say balanced prepared in all those endeavors what happens outside doesn't matter that's why a lot of fighters always say the opponent doesn't matter it's only you it's always you and that's the same thing when I do my races. I never focus on competition. There's no, there's no competition. Right. The competition is only you. It's just right. yourself. This is a really, uh, this is so inspiring, honestly. And I'm ultra, ultra motivated <laughs> right now. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And oh, this is a really powerful message. Um, if you heard this and you're inspired and motivated, just like me, share it with someone else because it's a ripple effect. And then hopefully we can all break out of our bubbles and go into the beyond awesome. Anyways, uh, what's, uh, what's next? What's next for you? Well, in exactly a week time, I'll be towing the line at bad water 135. So the toughest food race on the planet, 135 miles through the hottest place on earth. Um, in the hottest year, right? In the hottest yeah. time of the year. Yep. So, um, you know, all the homework has been done. Now it's time to dance. All right. <laughs> Best of luck. Thank you yeah, so much. And, and check out the book. Obviously, yes. we're going to leave a link in the bio. Um, Appreciate That sounds good. All right. Thank you for watching A to the show. All Anything right, guys. Else? Thank you so Thank much. You. Do you want to shout out or say? Bye -bye. Awesome. All right. Into the show. Most international educational podcast. Check it out. Woo. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. Well, that was awesome. Thanks right, so thank much. You guys.